0: begin our Torah study, let's pray together. Would you please join me? Blessed are you, Lord our God, King of the universe, who sanctifies us with His commands and commands us to engross ourselves in the words of Torah. Amen. There are times when we want to move on, we want to move forward in life, but We can't really move forward until we revisit some important issue and take care of something. And that revisitation actually gives us a a brand new opportunity to grow, a a brand new opportunity for maturity, for renewal, and for freedom. And we read about something like this in Genesis 35. So I want to ask you to turn there. This is part of our Torah portion And if you remember last week, we read how Jacob, after experiencing the appearance of the Lord and the word of the Lord, said to the Lord, You will be my God. Meaning, I'll have no other gods but you. You will be the Lord for me. Only you will be the Lord. And this week, we're reading how many years later, when Jacob has left Haran, he had gone there to get a wife. And he found her. He found more than one, in fact. Rachel and Leah. And he's returning now with children. And it's a number of years later, if you were here at the beginning of the service, you heard Rick Ray give the right number. How many years? 22? Very good. See, they were listening, Rick. 22 years later, he's returning to the land that was promised. And it's not just Jacob and a few, but Jacob and and a large company of people, and many who had become accustomed to the ways of Haran and the relatives of of Jacob, even though they believed in God, they followed some of the ways of uh, polytheists and idolaters. And specifically, they had little idols, little foreign idols, foreign gods made into idols that they would uh, keep with them. And so we're going to read about how God put something on Jacob's heart that's important for Jacob, but it's also important for everyone with him, and it's important for the whole future that God has in mind. So let's let's read Genesis 35. And I'm reading to you from David Stern's translation. He's adapted for uh, the Tanakh, the 1917 JPS, Jewish Publication Society version. He's uh, modified it slightly, tried to bring it a little bit up to date. But you can follow with me Genesis 35. God said to Yaakov, get up, go up to Betel. What does Betel mean in Hebrew? What does it mean? house of God, that's right, and live there and make there an altar to God who appeared to you when you fled Esau your brother. So the Lord is reminding Jacob of this experience that he'd had several decades earlier where he was fleeing from his brother Esau and while he was, while he was uh, on the way of escape, if you will, he had an experience of the Lord. The Lord appeared to him So from the Lord's perspective, Jacob, you were running away. You're not only heading towards uh, Haran to look for a wife but you were also running away. So two things were happening. And the Lord is saying it's time to go back there to that place where I met you, that place where you established a, a little altar, a monument stone because of the appearance of the Lord. And look what's on Jacob's heart. This is verse 2. Then Yaakov, Jacob, said to his household and all the others with him, get rid of the foreign gods that you have with you. Purify yourselves and put on fresh clothes. We're going to move on and go up to Bethel. There I will build an altar to God who answered me when I was in such distress and stayed with me wherever I went. Verse 4, they gave Yaakov all the foreign gods in their possession and the earrings they were wearing, and Yaakov buried them under the pistachio tree near Shechem. While they were traveling, a terror from God fell upon the cities around them, so that none of them pursued the sons of Yaakov. So at the beginning of this passage, we see that the Lord is, is connecting with Jacob and reminding him of the commitment that he made that was really uh, initiated during the time that Jacob uh, experienced the Lord at Betel. And the Lord is putting something on Jacob's heart that's that's very important to the Lord, it's very important to Jacob, but it's important to everybody who's with him. So Jacob's ready to take to take action. And if you remember that when, um, when Jacob And Rachel and Leah and the rest, the children and the others with them, left Laban and went out from Haran. Rachel had hidden some foreign gods, some foreign idols. Uh, And her father was looking for them. It, it It could have been a big deal. He didn't really find them because she was sneaky. But now it's time to deal with that stuff. You see, the Lord can be patient with us. He can accept and tolerate things. He can he can give us time. But Jacob is now thinking, "Okay, what do we need to do? We're moving forward, and there is a there's a potential uh, difficulty. There's great you know opportunity for difficulty ahead. Jacob." has something on his heart. And he says these words, get rid of the foreign gods that you have with you. So say these two words with me. Get rid. Get rid. And then he keeps going because he knows that it's not enough just to get rid of things. He then says, purify yourselves. Say that with me. Purify yourselves. And then the last thing he says is interesting. Put on fresh clothes. Say that with me put on fresh clothes. Get rid, purify yourselves, put on fresh clothes. You see, Jacob understood that the Lord was calling him to take action. And this was a time to fully separate from the ways of Haran and to join more fully and more completely with the ways of Abraham. Abraham was a servant of the one true God, And Isaac was a servant of the one true God. And now it's time for Jacob, who has promised to be a servant of the one true God, to start acting like a leader in ministry and demonstrate that leadership. Get rid of the foreign gods that you have with you. Purify yourselves. Put on clothes. You'll notice that there's not a lot of analysis. This is what I call a Nike moment. What does that mean? Just do it. So it's, 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 a, good, it's a good example for us because some, sometimes simplicity really helps, doesn't it? There, there's not a lot of explanation. There's not a lot of analysis. There's not a lot of theology or um, depth. It's just everyone who's got a foreign god give them up now. Now, okay, now we're going to purify ourselves. Okay, then we're going to put on fresh clothes. Get rid, purify, freshen up. And I love, I love Stern translation. He says we're going to move on. We're going to move on and we're going up to Betel. It's time to move on. How would you say forward in Hebrew? Kadima, that's right. So this is a Kadima moment. This is a moment when they're not just moving from one place to another, but they need to go forward with God, going forward in the Spirit. And there are times when people need to look ahead and not just be stuck back there. So Jacob doesn't get stuck in the paralysis of analysis. You know what I mean? Where you think about, well, why did these people bring these idols? Analyzing so much that you spend all your time and energy analyzing and none of your time doing. He was so simple. He said, now get rid And I love the translation get rid because it's such an active translation. Get rid is not passive in any way. It's uh, very aggressive. How many of you have heard this phrase, let go and let God? So he could have had a nice message, you just need to let go of your idols. But that was not his message. That's way too passive. Get rid of them. Do you have one? Get it. Now remember last time Rachel was asked about these things, she denied the whole thing. She covered it up. She hid everything. But this time, she just responded with everyone else. And she and everyone brought forward their idols. And I want you to take notice of something. These idols, in a way, united all those folks. They were acceptable to all of them. None of them was at that point really ashamed of having an idol. They, they could have been, they should have been, but they weren't. There were things in about the culture that they had been living in, things about even the, the spiritual culture that they had been a part of that tolerated certain things that were just not right before the Lord. These idols perhaps were nostalgic, but they weren't innocent. They had an emotional attachment, but they weren't clean before the Lord. And so Jacob has this on his heart, and he's not being overly preachy or didactic. He's just speaking right to the point. If you have an idol, get rid of it. And what do they do with these idols? They bring them forward And then Jacob buries them. Some of the translations say under the terebinth tree. How many of you have that? I'm not sure what a terebinth tree is. I wouldn't know one if I saw one. Uh, Stern renders it the pistachio tree. Truth be told, I wouldn't know a pistachio tree if I saw one. (laughs) I wouldn't know a pomegranate tree and an artichoke bush. But I, I don't know either of those trees. So I can't can't give any verdict on that. But he buried them there. He separated those idols. It was a time not just of taking symbolic action, not just doing a token, but it was a time of, of getting clean and separating themselves from the past spiritual life they had in order to be prepared for the new spiritual life. And so Jacob says, purify yourselves. And there's no explanation, as far as I know, how did they go about doing that? But I think that's, that's interesting to me, because it indicates that every person had to think about what do I need to do to purify myself? What do I need to do to come clean? Every person had to identify what do I need to get rid of? Jacob had, had identified for sure the idols, but maybe there were other things as well that people needed to deal with. And this is a good picture for us, because there are times in our lives when we need to revisit something. And when we revisit it, we need to understand what's the concrete action that we need to take in order to get rid of something that actually can trouble us and trouble others. And then how do we purify ourselves? How do we clean ourselves up? We need to understand that so that we can actually move forward. This purification wasn't just ritual purification, but I believe it was connected to being purified before the Lord because His holiness was to become the standard. Not the culture's behavior. You you know that many things that are acceptable in our modern culture are not pure before God. How many of you are aware of that? Everyone should be aware of that. There are things that are even acceptable in the body of Messiah that aren't pure before God. And we need to allow the holiness of God to set the standard, but we also need to recognize that God is patient. This is just one of those times when the Lord says, No. Jacob understands that it. it's on his heart. He doesn't want to go forward. He doesn't want to move forward until this is taken care of. It's a good example. Now the last detail I think is really interesting. Put on fresh clothes. Change your clothes. Put on fresh clothes. And, and I was thinking about that. In, in, a, in a way you could compare it to this. You've been out working or you got involved in a mess. You're dirty. You're filthy. Uh, what's that mud run, Will, that you do? The mud run. Okay, yeah, I remember, I wasn't sure that was the name of it. The mud run is like this, how long is the course? 10K, 10K, and it does involve crawling through mud. (laughs) And he's smiling while I'm talking about this. He he enjoys this. When's the last time you did it? years. Years, okay. He doesn't enjoy it as much as he used to. But can you imagine going on this 10K run, crawling through the mud, and then taking a shower and putting back on your muddy, dirty, gross clothes? You wouldn't do it, would you? You'd put on fresh clothes. And I think this gives us a picture. Change your clothes. You stink. There's a spiritual stink on the people because of the idolatry. And even though they have purified themselves, they need something not just for the inside, but something for the outside. They need to clean up a bit. Because there's a stench in the spirit that's associated with uh, the impurity of idolatry. You and I are called to praise the Lord. Our praises are like incense to the Lord. He smells us. Uh, Carol Cregan pointed out to me that in Genesis when, when God was sculpting man out of clay, he breathed into his nostrils the breath of life. And that's interesting, isn't it? The breath, the spirit went in through the nose, and then God spends time sniffing us out. How does this congregation smell? Oh, they're sweet. Sweet like incense. How does this congregation smell? Ooh, stench. Stinks. The Lord can either be delighted in our aroma, it can be pleasing to Him because we've purified ourselves before Him. Or he can smell us out and say, you know, you need to get clean. Now, let's go to back to verse 5 in this passage because I want to show you a connection that's very useful for us. This immediately follows the Lord speaking to Jacob, Jacob speaking to his group, his group responding. All of that's verse 1 through 4. And then verse 5, while they were traveling, while they were moving on, a terror from God fell upon the cities around them so that none of them pursued the sons of Yaakov. So what happens now is that the Lord's protection is manifest. And, And the fact that this verse is part of the passage tells us something that it's connected to what the people did. You see, the protection that they got, they would not have even been able to anticipate. They could not have known what the ramifications, what the blessings would be for them because of the action that they took to get rid, to purify, and to freshen up, put on fresh clothes. But this is the immediate benefit. No one troubled them a fear from the Lord came upon the other nations around them so that they let them be as they were moving forward. Now everyone who's following the news understands this. The fear of the Lord's not on ISIS right now, is it? They're not afraid of troubling people. They're not keeping their distance. And I think that we can, as believers, we can be pointing our fingers at them and we can be pointing our fingers at everybody else, but you know, the house of God needs to take some responsibility. And I think that, that if we pay attention to what the Lord teaches us, which is if we, who are called by His name, will humble ourselves and will turn from our wicked ways then he will hear from heaven. And he will hear our prayers, and he will heal our lands. And so I believe that if we want to experience the greatest protection that we can possibly experience, and the greatest blessing that's available to us as as individuals, as families, as congregations, as as the Messianic movement, as the body of Messiah, then we could take these words to heart. It's, it's time to get rid of stuff. It's time to purify. It's time to put on fresh clothes and to move forward. And you'll notice in, Re- in the book of Revelation in chapters 6 and 7 there's mention of the change of clothes that many are wearing. There, there are people who are standing in, in the heavenly realm, they've been given white clothes to wear. And they've, they've been cleaned up, if you will. They put their trust in the Lord and now they're in the eternal realm with God, praising God and serving Him. And, and they're not wearing dirty clothes. They're wearing white clothes. Not just because of something symbolic but because God has done a work on the inside Thoroughly, that's reflected on the outside. Now, I know something. I know that each of us has times when we revisit something in life and we have to deal with it. We take notice of it. The Lord brings it to our attention, He puts something on our heart. And it's time, it's time when that happens to, to respond to the Lord with simplicity. Not to get involved in what I mentioned earlier, the paralysis of analysis, where we spend so much time thinking about it that we don't spend any time acting on it. I want to encourage you, if the Lord has put his finger on something in your life, then, then say to the Lord, Lord, here I am. Here I am. I, I want to go forward with you. Tell me what to do, and I will start doing it. And then you'll find something that needs to be buried, probably. Probably something that you need to put in the ground. And I want to pray, actually I want you to pray with me because I'm praying for me right now. And and I'm willing to pray for you if you stand up. If if this doesn't apply to you, you don't have to stand with me. But I believe that this is a time when the Lord wants to move forward in my life and in your life. And so if you want to pray with me and for you, you can stand up right now. Lord, we come before you with thanksgiving and with gratitude, and your word is true. If we confess our sins, you're faithful, and you're just to forgive us of our sins and to cleanse us of all unrighteousness. Lord, we know that we want to move on, we want to move forward, and so we want to put behind us anything that uh, keeps us stuck in the ways that aren't pleasing to you. We want to put aside we want to bury even the things that we've accepted into our life because others around us have accepted those things too. We don't want to just go with the tide. We're ready to, to swim upstream. We're ready to go against the current, Lord. We're ready to move forward with you. And so we pray, Lord, for that time to bury We pray, Lord, for that time for purification. We pray for that time, Lord, to put on fresh clothes so that we could move forward and move forward with you. And we know, God, that you are great, you are faithful, you're patient with us, and you are showing great love and compassion towards us. And so in humility we can come before you. And in faith we can come before you, trusting you and knowing You will help us. You will send your Holy Spirit to empower us. You will refresh us and renew us as we move forward in you. Thank you, Lord, for new beginnings. And thank you, Lord, for clean hearts that you give to us. In the name of Yeshua the Messiah. Amen. We're going to close with Aaron's blessing. So if you are standing, would you not stand alone? Just shuffle a little bit so that you're with someone.